Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Sentience is something you don't think about very much. You have it or you don't. People have it. Trees do not. But I am a tree and I feel and I perceive. I am aware. As a tree standing on damp earth with my roots ever seeking more water, more nourishment, I became aware that if the water dried up, I could not go somewhere else to find it. Animals and birds constantly move around me, seeking the things they need to keep them alive. But I had to stand in one place and wait. And I hoped. This is not a situation you envy. I did not enjoy it. What? Yes, I am capable of enjoyment. This is how I first learnt that I was aware. All of my life I was responding to pleasure to the sun as it summoned my sap to rise and triggered the photosynthesis making my existence possible. Light reached upon me in ways I enjoyed without thinking. Thinking didn't seem necessary. Then a new pleasure came to me. A human woman began to sit beneath me almost every day when the sun was at its highest. Often she leaned against my trunk and read poetry aloud. I cannot say when I discovered I was actually listening to her and trying to make sense of the patterns of sounds she made but I did look forward to her arrival every day. Something about the vibrations of her voice sank into my bark and set up answering vibrations within my core. In time, I learnt to understand her language. From the things she said, I perceived she was unhappy because she was lonely. The nature of humans, it seems, is to want to be in pairs. And this human woman did not have another of her own kind to pair with. Neither did I, I realised. So I must be lonely. Well, until the human woman came to be, like sun or rain, and began providing something I needed without knowing it. In time, she began to talk to me as her kind talked to one another. She spoke of what she called her troubles. She was not pretty, she said. She was only clever. The young men copied her papers in class but took other girls out on dates. 
I did not understand what pretty or clever meant or what classes or dates were, but by listening I learnt. I learnt I stood upon a college campus at the far end of an athletic field and the woman who came to me every day at her lunch hour was studying science. How she perceived that I was interested, I cannot tell, but she began reading aloud from her textbooks. Perhaps she did it to clarify her own thought processes, but in a way I learnt about sentence, photosynthesis and a galaxy of other concepts that I'd never concerned myself with before. The school year passed and I lost my leaves and should have slept. But as long as the weather was not too cold, my human woman still came to me. So I forced myself to stay at least partially awake, listening to her. Her presence I had not known I was suffering. She became very precious to me, like the sun and the rain. How could I communicate with her and tell her these things, that my whole existence was changed by her, yet she didn't know this? She began a new class, one on something like theophysy. I listened to her muse aloud on questions of divinity, seeking spiritual insight rather than empirical knowledge. She spoke of souls and destiny and heaven and hell. I stretched myself like a young sapling in an effort to keep up with her leaping thoughts. Then her mood turned darker. In her class was a young man more passionate about spirituality than she. And from her words, I learnt that he was a devotee of an organised religion. His was a sect obsessed with sin and was beginning to have an influence on her. She began to worry aloud about the condition of her own soul. She began to worry aloud about the condition of her own soul. I was forced to consider the question then of whether a tree could have a soul. Was sentience proof of a possession of one? Then I remembered some poetry she once read, a phrase about the soul being love's vessel. I loved Shirley. I loved her for the same reasons I loved sun and rain. She had become necessary for me. She had expanded my existence, and without her, I would shrink back into the darkness I had not recognised as darkness before. Yes, I loved, I had a soul. That human man, though, he was dragging her into darkness. I could sense it. I could feel the flagging of her once bright spirit. With his talk of sins and hellfire... He was crushing her. Was he telling her the truth?
If there were souls, they must have been created. The girl and I agreed on that point. So there was a creative principle in the universe. And on the flip side, there would have to be a destructive principle as well. Dark for light. The devil, surely he had power. I saw evidence of evil every day in the way human beings treated each other. So the devil had power over physical actions. That much was clear. The human man made my woman cry. I stood helplessly over her and suffered with her. This wonderful woman who read poetry and studied the sciences and searched for answers... I raised my branches and tried praying with all my might to our Creator, begging that I might be able to help her. Nothing happened. Her eyes were frequently red-rimmed, and she was growing thinner as the periods of daylight lengthened again. She had, in her loneliness, tried to pair with the human man in her class, the one who was obsessed with the notion of sin. Her desires for procreation, which seemed perfectly natural to any tree, had been rejected by him as sin. He had rejected her. I hated him. Hatred was another new feeling for me. The next day I saw her walking on the campus. The human man was with her, at her elbow, yammering at her. I could tell by the way her shoulders were slumped that he was making her miserable. She moved closer to him, as if to warm his cold heart with her own young warmth, but he just pulled away from her. He pulled away from a creature as delicate as a willow tree, with skin as white as a sycamore. I would not have pulled away from her. I felt myself shifting towards her, yearning to comfort her. And my roots, they tore free from the earth. They moved beneath me, shaping themselves into clawed feet capable of supporting me. At first, I was too shocked to move. But I realised my offer had been accepted and the bargain had been sealed. And I was happy. Happy. I set off across campus towards my woman and the human man. My weight crushed the grass and gouged the earth, and I swayed unsteadily, for such movements was strange to me. But I was not thinking of myself. I thought only for the woman of getting to her and comforting her. I thought of stopping the human man from hurting her any more. He saw me first over her shoulder. His face contorted and he took a step backwards. But I was gaining better control of myself by then. I got to him while he was too astonished to run and slammed him in the throat with one of my branches being careful not to let it hit her. I am an oak tree. It took little effort to smash his neck. For humans, they are flimsy things. 
He fell into a heap onto the earth, his body already surrendering its heat, ready to furnish nutrients into the waiting soil. The woman screamed. I had not expected her to be frightened of me. We were friends. We were more than friends. I leaned towards her, trying to reassure her, and I heard myself making sounds. The sounds I made surprised me. Then they horrified me. Unfortunately, I did not have a human's voice any more than my roots were human feet. I had an oak tree's voice, huge and deep and echoing. The woman's eyes dilated with terror, and she ran from me, faster than I, with all my weight could follow. The other humans within sight of me were running too, racing towards the nearest building. Doors were slamming. Then some men came out of that building, shouting and gesturing in my direction. One of them dragged a mental canister with a hose and a valve. When he touched the valve, a tongue of flame licked the air. Without a glance backwards, my woman fled from me and hid herself in the man-made caverns of brick and stone. She rejected me and everything I was, as the human man rejected what she was. It was too late. I understood heaven. Heaven was sunshine and rain and the lazy tenderness of new leaves unfolding in the spring. I had no reason to save myself. I stood on the damp earth and watched the men come cautiously towards me with their canister of bottled flame. They would burn me into a pillar of fire. If she watched from the window, the woman would see it. She would be able to hear my roar of agony. I stood on the damp earth and waited for hell. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 